Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of Age of Heroes, uh, my podcast. We're starting this week and of course there's a lot to do and a lot to cover. But before we get into it, uh, I I remind you that um, if you support this channel by liking the video, uh, by leaving your comments and also uh, by subscribing if you're not a subscriber and you encounter this channel. If you like the content, please do so. Uh, Don't forget also uh, that you can find me on on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter. Uh, all the links are down below. Uh, whether you um, uh, listen into the podcast, you can find the links in the podcast, uh, or you can also find them uh, in YouTube if you're watching the video. Uh, and also, please consider supporting the channel via Patreon. So I thank all my patrons those that support this channel. Uh, I'm forever grateful for your assistance. So now let's get into it. Uh, let's get into the theme of the day. And, and, and today's podcast, I want to talk about a subject that uh, happened throughout the weekend. There's a lot of conversations in regards to it, uh, part of it, but also want to talk about other subjects. I want to talk about different subjects, and I want to express uh, um, the reason why the title of this uh, podcast today, uh, Why I Hate um, you know, uh, Doom and Gloom Preachers. And what do I mean by that? Because it sounds a bit religious. But uh, we're going to talk about something about a little bit of religion here, uh, which I don't like to do much, uh, particularly on my podcast or, or on my channel. But I think it's important. And also I'm going to point out other areas where actually um, this uh, subject really matters, uh, which is um, the doom and gloomers, the naysayers, the, the, the people that always see the wrong and everything and everybody, the trolls online. The, the one that always they're looking for something to point out, particularly turns something that they want to reflect on the people. They're reflecting themselves or their problems or their issues or their personal agendas on other people, and they're always seeing the wrong on everything. You always want to find them everywhere. You're going to find them in the forums. You're going to find them online, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, here on YouTube, on, everywhere, you know, and you know, they're everywhere. You know, they at your job and your family. You're always going to find people that no matter what, always going to see the wrong on everything. They're going to see the wrong in people, the wrong in situations, decisions that you make. You're always going to find them. Uh, there's actually one that I want to start first with the one that really is a major one for entertainment. And as you know, uh, recently, um, there was an Ellen Page, who is uh, an actress. Uh, she has, was nominated a few years ago for an Oscar, so she has been she's considered a great actress. Um, she's openly uh, uh, gay, and uh, she recently, uh, of course, after uh, Chris Pat attended uh, the the John Colbert um, show, uh, and of course he he's been mentioning that um, he actually was fasting. If you follow Chris in his Instagram, he's been talking about that he's been doing the 21 uh, Daniel fast. Uh, as you know, he recently went through a painful divorce, and uh, but he's been picking himself up. You know, he's that's changed his life. He's been going to church. He is actually a member of a church in uh, L.A. It's called Zoe Church. Zoe means life. So, um, of course, she's in a new relationship with the daughter, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, you know, there's a lot of changes. You can see that he's very open about his faith, uh, which is very refreshing, particularly in Hollywood. Uh, so I'm all for it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, again, I, I mentioned this before. I'm a uh, born-again Christian. Uh, as a Christian, I do believe in the importance of having a relationship with God. I know that not everyone feels that way, and a lot of people that follow me don't do it as well. And I respect an awesome firm believer that people should be allowed 
to live their own personal lives, that they have the freedom to choose to believe or not to believe in God, or uh, to believe in the existence of a God or not. Uh, everyone has that, you know, is the right, is that we are free agent spir uh, spirits, uh, uh, we have uh, free moral agents, uh, so we have the right to choose what we want to believe or not. And uh, that's something that has been given to us by God. And it's also all of that is included in our constitution as the country in the U.S., uh, you know, that we have the freedom to pursue happiness and to pursue uh, all means of joy because it's something that has been given by our God. So this is constitutional. You know, people have the right to do, to gather, to, to, to choose the faith they want to believe, to marry who they want to marry. All of that is included in the Constitution, and it should be respected. So I'm all for it, you know, for Chris Pratt to express in his faith. And, uh, you know, it's, it's refreshing to see that, that he's not afraid to do so. And, of course, he's going through a pain. You know, as many people, you know, divorce, if you have experienced divorce, unfortunately I haven't, but, of course, my parents were separated. Uh, it is a painful experience for all the parties involved, for every person involved into the, the divorce process. It is painful uh, and uh, it's hard. And for many people, the solution is to go into uh, some some sort of addiction, whether it is, um, you know, physical addiction, whether there is uh, pills, drugs and alcohol. The fact that he chose to to go this route, you know, this, you know, to have a spiritual awakening in his life, to come closer to God, to come clean, to take care of his body and all of that really means a lot. It really means that he is doing, taking the high road in a time where it's really hard. So, you know, for that, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm great. And the fact that he's going to church and he's doing all that, you know, it's good. You know, I think it's an important thing. Yeah, and he's allowed to do so as a person because regardless of his, uh, his status as a famous actor, he's still a human being. And as a human being, he has the right to express his opinion. Uh, sometimes he expresses his opinion in ways that I, I, I don't agree with. And in the past, he has had some political views or things that he has said in the past I have never agreed with. Um, but I respect him as an actor. Uh, he's one of my favorite actors of the MCU. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that that gives him a free pass. But I do believe that, you know, as a person, he is a down-to-earth guy. You know, it seems like he comes across like that. And uh, definitely he has the right to have the faith he wants to have. Now, Ellen Page called him out on Twitter because of his appearance uh, or his attendance to church, uh, particularly Zoe Church, and, uh, and not only the, you know, the Zoe Church, but also Hillsong Church, uh, which is a mega church in Australia, but also has um, different uh, places in, in, in New York and also in Los Angeles. Beautiful church. I love uh, Hillsong Church. I love their message. I love their music. Uh, you know, they're Christians. They're open to Christians. They're contemporary in their, in their views, and I like that. Uh, and, of course, Ellen Page takes, you know, a uh, Twitter just to go on a rampage, and, of course, it creates uh, turmoil, and a lot of people are supporting her and being critical about it, and it creates a chaos, a, a lot of chaos on it, which I find them very... Uh, on, on settling that we live in a time where you know I believe in uh, in free speech. I believe that people should express their opinion about every single matter. Which I, what I'm against is the idea that just because someone expresses uh, his lifestyle or wants to live this lifestyle, you, we have the right to judge them publicly or try to shame them because they are making choices for their own personal views. Of course, uh, Ellen is saying this because it, it, this is touches home for her in the sense that she is, uh, of course, you know, gay, and of course she's a supporting of gay causes. But um, the, she has no right to really judge somebody else's life, regardless of how she feels about it. 
uh, and trying to shame someone for having a awakening, a personal a spiritual awakening. And it is really sad that nowadays it, it, there's this idea that if you are Christian, you're wrong. Uh, if you choose a lifestyle, you're wrong. And, um, you know, it shouldn't be that case. I shouldn't be ashamed to express my faith. Uh, he shouldn't be afraid to express his faith. Nobody should be ashamed to express their own. Uh, the same way that I don't believe, I don't think that she, she should be ashamed to express her own ideas. But now there has to be a level of respect, you know, with people. Just because you see this, you say, your idea is that church is against you, doesn't mean that the church is against you. Because I see it from my own perspective as a Christian, as a person that have faith, uh, I respect everyone. You know, I, I love every person. I have friends. I have family members that are openly gay. And it doesn't mean that I love them any less because of that. You know, they are people to me. Uh, their heart is more important to me. In my faith, Jesus came to die on the cross for me, but also came to die for them. The Bible says that he came to die for the lost. He came looking for the lost. He didn't came for the good ones, the, the religious people. No, he came for people that were in pain. So I do believe that if he did that for me and for them. I do believe he does that for Chris Pat and also for Ellen Page, for any person. So whether I agree with your lifestyle, that doesn't mean that I have a right to judge your lifestyle and to go and attack you personally because you have a, a stand in, in certain subjects. No, you know, I don't agree with uh, vegans, although I understand what they're trying to do. I don't agree with uh, this, um, you know, people that only believe that you should only eat meat. Uh, you know, I don't believe in some of those diets, which I find them very strong. Uh, also, I don't believe in people that, you know, um, that are completely minimalist, that they just don't want to have anything. Also, don't believe in people should have all everything. So, you know, we might find, we have to find a common ground. Uh, I have conservative values. It doesn't mean that I, I support conservative agenda. You know, there's a lot of things that we have to understand. Just because I align myself with this doesn't mean that I'm aligning myself with this type of people or with this mindset. We are free moral agents. As human beings, we have the right to express our opinion. So, of course, she went on a rampage. She went, of course, online. She tweeted about it in multiple tweets, and you can actually look at the tweets. I'm not going to go in detail about it. I'm not going to continue on the conversation on it because I feel that it's just a waste of time. But I do believe that, um, that she is making a grievous mistake. She's making a big mistake, and people that are with her on this are really making a grievous mistake. People should be respected. I respect her for what she does. I respect her, um, the parts that she has played on the X-Men movies and all that stuff. I respect her as a human being. But I don't believe that she's right by attacking Chris for what he believes in and the life choices that he has made. The same way I don't think Chris is attacking her for her beliefs or her personal lifestyle. You know, this is the part where we have to, there's a dissonance of our society. This is the thing that doesn't add up here. That sometimes people assume that just because we have the freedom of speech, it means that we can just simply blurt it out. We can say whatever we feel and with no consequences, you know, without hurting people. Of course, I understand what he's going through, you know, in the sense that, you know, he went through a divorce. And uh, through all of that, every divorce is painful. Every broken relationship is painful. 
And the fact that he chose to walk this road instead of just, you know, hiding behind alcohol abuse or drug abuse and all of that really means a lot. It really shows a lot of his character. It shows that, you know, he, that, you know he's always been open about his faith. doesn't mean that he was walking in the faith or as a Christian uh, person, but he expressed it many, many times before. Through all this ex- painful experience, he's coming closer and uh, to his faith and what he believes. And he's growing in the process. And you know what? We should praise him for that and not accuse him of something that he is not because he hasn't said anything in order to to say oh you know that in this case they're you know you know gays are going to hell or this and that you know because i do believe that at the end of the day a relationship we have with god is personal and yes an organization a church has different uh, as an uh, in as a uh, a private organization they have rules and ways and they they hide by laws and there are things that they follow that doesn't mean that they're wrong you know, every organization does have. My employers, when I used to work with different employers, they all have different bylaws and I buy by them because it's a private organization. So, you know, churches have the same. They rule by themselves and they have rules and all that. And also they follow the teachings of the Bible and depending on the interpretation of the different denomination. So whatever they do, that doesn't mean that they're hating someone just because, you know, they don't agree with their point of view. So this is something that we have to be very, very careful. So, um, And this is the first part of this, you know, and I want to extend that because, you know, we see that in our society today. Like people are always, you know, preaching, uh, you know, the doom and gloom of everything. I do see that throughout the weekend. And not only I saw this, but also saw people talking about, for example, GameStop. And I'm going to change now the subject when they're talking about that GameStop, um, you know, uh, you know, because GameStop changed its, po- its policy. Now the new policy of GameStop uh, in regards to their uh, pre-orders. Back in the day, you remember, you could go to a GameStop. You only have to pay $5 or $10, depending on how much it was, uh, in order to pre-order a, a game. Of course, you know, you didn't have to pay anything until the game came out and you only have, I would say, like 30 days perhaps or or something like that in order to come to the store and just get your pre-order. And of course, uh, and if you didn't do it, then the money was still there. The money would be used or could be refunded to you. Uh, just the cash could be refunded and all of that, which makes sense. You know, well, it was the, the practice. However, you know, as we know, and I mentioned this before here, uh, GameStop is going through changes. Uh, you know, they were, they tried to, you know, uh, they were trying to sell the company and it didn't work out. So ultimately, of course, it means, and I mentioned this in a video, that they have to uh, pretty much readjust the company. And I said, you know what? This is the only way that they can survive. They need to readjust their practices, their laws, the things that are not really working out. Because the thing is this, once, and I'm going to be clear how this works, because some people might not understand how how retail works. Once you put a pre-order, you technically are paying uh, on credit, you, you're paying uh, for the number of pre-orders you have. So the companies depend a lot on these pre-order numbers. So let's say that, uh, I will use an example, a million people pre-order uh, a million copies. So of course, this is what they're going to order. They're going to order a million plus because they have to have more for their store. So they ordered that. However, something happens and not every person that pre-order comes and picks it up. So that means that now you have more stock that you were not expecting. So now you have to sell it and it's going to sit there until people buy it. If the game is a a well-praised game, let's say like a Spider-Man or uh, that Redemption, of course, is going to sell quickly and you're going to have to order more and more. But there are games that they don't produce well. So they sit there forever while people, you know, pretty much, you know, 
grabbing dust while people are just passing by because of the reviews or whatever reason. So you don't sell them. So they stay there and you have to drop the prices until you pretty much kind of give them away. So they lose money in the process. That's the reason why GameStop survives primarily with used games. I know a lot of people criticize the prices, but, and you know, there's something that they need to address on, but they survive there. That's what they make their biggest profit. They don't make profit, you know, perhaps a 1%, 2%, a few percent, you know, profit just on, uh, and the new games. So once they, uh, nobody's speaking up those pre-orders, they're losing money. So of course, you know, as a company now, they need to readjust, they need to tighten the belt and make smarter decisions to stay afloat and increase their value again. One of them is was, you know, and there's the new rule now is if you go to GameStop and if you order something and let's say you don't pick it up in 30 days, when you come back, you don't get refunded the $5 So the $10 or whatever money you pay for the, the, the game you get store credit. So you have 30 days to make that decision. So a lot of people were saying, well, GameStop, this is the end of the road for GameStop. This is just this. Or the, you know, the gloomers, the, the people are saying that everything is gloomy, is a doom, there's the end of GameStop. And you know why some people make a career here in GameStop by just trying to find, you know, all type of uh, conspiracies and create conspiracies in their mind and throw them at in. And the thing is, is people listen to them. And you're talking about people that have a big follow, you know, following, you know, people that have a lot of, People following their channel and everybody's in the same idea and this flock mentality that, you know, the GameStop is just doing something wrong, at, uh, you know, because that, that this is the end. This is the sign, the, the, the sign, the beginning of the end. Um, and to me, this is just a lie that is created, you know, and mentally. It doesn't mean anything, really, uh, just because they're doing it um, doesn't mean that GameStop is in trouble. Uh, I do believe that that's a smart decision. Because at the end of the day, people need to take responsibility for their own personal actions and for their money. You know, that's just bottom line. If you go someplace and you decide to pre-order something, and at the end of the day, you change your mind, you forgot that you were responsible, then it didn't matter to you. So the money that you lost because you didn't use your head, now if you come back and the store says it has the right to say, I'm sorry, but, you know, we depended on that order that you did and now you change your mind. Now, of course, there is a restocking fee. Although they're not asking you for restocking fee, they're just they're giving you credit. This is nothing new. This is what other companies do. You know, this is what Walmart does, you know, with their, you know, with their Christmas uh, layaways and all that stuff. So it is nothing different than any other company. And I think it should be, uh, actually, it's the right approach, you know. And this is some one decision that they're making to tie their budget and to be smart about what they're doing. Also, this means that people cannot just simply go there and just order just for the heck of it. You know, they have to make a decision, a conscious decision. Again, like I said earlier in this video, uh, in this podcast, we are free moral agents. You know, we make decisions. We need to stick with the consequences. So the same happens here. But of course, people going and they trying to make a big fuss about it. And of course, make online and they trying to call it out. And of course, people are flocking and saying, well, this is the end of, you know, GameStop. It is just farther from the truth. Unfortunately, we are living in a time where you're going to find a lot of trolling online. You know, people are trolling just for the heck of being trolls. The same with this girl troll, you know, Chris Pratt, because technically she's just trolling Chris Pratt on Twitter because of his beliefs. People are trolling GameStop here, um, you know, on YouTube because of what GameStop has decided to do in order to maintain their business afloat. 
and um, you find them everywhere. I find them even here on my channel. Like I, sometimes I post a videos and stuff like that. I can tell you one thing. I hate trolls. I do hate trolls with a big heart. Not, besides, you know, doom and gloom, uh, naysayers. I hate those people that they, they, they take the time to leave a post just to criticize my videos, but without respect. You know, this is the thing. I'm open for criticism. I'm always open for it. You'll be openly critic. Uh, I have a lot of friends that have been very open about the criticism, but with respect. And because of that, I have responded to it in, an, in, a, in, a, in a, not a negative way, but in a positive way. And I have made adjustments to my channel. I'm open for that. I believe that it's important to give uh, uh, constructive criticism. However, a lot of people don't find themselves with the heart to do it. You know, they just want to be trolls about it. They just kind of like, oh, you know, I didn't like your video for 30 minutes uh, because uh, it's a lot of stuff, you know, no, no, no content, no sub, you know, no substance, stuff like that that really gets on my nerves because you don't know how long it takes to create a video. And the final line is you watch the entire 30 minutes of my video just to come up with that conclusion that I have no substance. And I say, you know what? You can look at my followers and ask them if they feel the same way. Yes, I said it on my description, but people do not read. I think this is a problem. People do not read. Uh, they don't have a comprehension, a level of comprehension. If you really read, it says in-depth review. It means that I'm going to go in-depth. This is not over the top like many reviewers do. You know, when I go into my in the books, I open the book, the first page, and I go through all the pages, and I talk about everything that comes to mind. And primarily, I'm concentrate on the artist and the art. I'm not reviewing the story per se, although I mentioned the story, but I'm showing you the art. That way, you know if you want to purchase the book or not. Most of the time, omnibuses or this hardcover collections are for people that already have read the story. Now they're looking for the best format to read the story. You feel me on that? This is how it is. You know, now the thing is this, I'm started a new, um, um, a new, uh, uh, program or a new section where I'm going to start reviewing story arcs and I'm going to concentrate on the story and it's going to be a smaller version of the book reviews, but it's going to be uh, something that is more, uh, the review and the story and categorizing and giving my score. So this is something that you're going to see in this channel uh, from now on. You're going to see that. But I'm going to continue with the book reviews because there have been the ones that have keep this channel going. And also a lot of people love those uh, because they're interested in buying and purchasing the books. But some people find them, oh, you know, I don't like this and this and that. And they feel the, that, you know, like the need to express they, they didn't like it and how dissatisfied they are. In my mind, it's like if you don't like it, keep scrolling. Just like the, uh, the video. Don't leave your comment. If you're gonna be like that, just don't leave the comment. Because the bottom line is, I don't care. The, the truth of the matter is, I don't care if you don't like it because other people are going to like it. At the end of the day, I'm gonna use this and I, I, so I can finalize this lengthy video. There's one saying, um, there's one story that always touched my heart uh, and I remember in the Spanish literature. Uh, perhaps you have heard about it, Don Quixote which is a famous, one of the most famous Spanish written books of all times. Uh, Don Quixote comes to this town. You know, he's passing with his uh, uh, arm bearer, uh, his helper, uh, Sancho Panza. They're going through this town. And, of course, uh, a pack of dogs just come barking at them, and they're all barking around. And, of course, you know, it's bothersome. You know, if you've ever been chased by dogs, it's definitely bothersome. But uh, the, uh, in this case, Don Quixote, he's just passing through the town without really paying too much mind. He's just calm. He's looking at the road. He keeps going. 
And of course, Sancho Panza, he's just like bothered by the situation. And he tells uh, Don Quixote, says, Don Quixote, don't you, don't you mind that the dogs are barking? And the response of Don Quixote is one of the greatest ever. He says, what for? You know, it is a sign that we're passing. You know, the thing is this. In life, you're going to have a lot of people around you that are going to bark at every situation you do. You're going to have those, and no matter what, they're going to find something distasteful about your lifestyle, about what you do, what you believe, what you create, what I create here as content, or what companies make decisions in order to survive and stay afloat. Regardless of what they say, it is just a sign that you are making progress. I think Chris is making progress in his spiritual life, and I commend it for it. You know, he's making the right choices. GameStop is making right choices to survive as a company, and I commend them for making that decision. He should have done it that years ago. Now, the content I make here is totally different from the one I started, and I changed my content, but everything is a progress. Everything is a work in progress, and I'm working on it. You know, the fact that some people don't like it doesn't bother me. What it bothers me is the idea that people feel that they have the need or they, their, in this case, their, their, their opinion is warranted or their opinion is, uh, you know, requested. I don't request. If I request your opinion, I don't request your trolling. You know, I don't care if you don't like it. You know, at the end of the day, I don't know you. And bottom line, you don't create any content. So if you don't create any content, then you have no right to express your opinion unless you're an expert, unless you have millions of subscribers and you have the magic formula and you show me how to do it, then I'll do it. You know, and you come to teach me, then I'll learn. But if you don't have any, not even a subscriber in your channel, then I'm sorry. Then your opinion is unwarranted. Your opinion is not wanted. You know, I don't need nothing from you. I don't even need your subscription, you know, to be honest. If you're going to be here just to dislike every single thing I do, then by all means, keep on walking. There's someone, someone out there that's going to give you what you want. Very, uh, in this case, very shallow content. That's what you look. Look for the vines. Look for all those things, for the phony moments. Those are the things that are meant for you, for people that have no idea. They're not, they don't have a mind, and they don't want to think, you know, and they don't want to express their opinion, and they don't want to have a communication. But for everybody else that wants to hear what I'm saying, you're more than welcome. Again, I want to say thank you for the, from the bottom of my heart for your support. This channel could not be anything without you. You are the one that makes this channel grow you know, by looking, by watching the videos, by giving your opinion, and also by, you know, by supporting me in this uh, continuous conversation. So I want to say thank you. Now, stay tuned for more in this channel. Uh, in, in the podcast, of course, the podcast, I'm reducing the number of podcasts throughout the week so that way people can enjoy more, but you can, uh, of course, watch the videos, um, you know, I'm, I'm reviewing right now, going through the MCU. So throughout the week, you're going to have a couple of videos of movies that I'm reviewing until we get to Endgame. I want to review all the MCU movies, but also I'm going to review other movies, other stuff. Uh, I'm going to get into more game reviewing, particularly retro games. Uh, but also I want to, the new section with the, with the comics, I'm going to review them. But of course, you know, Saturday, I, I limit that for the books. But I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for taking time with me and supporting this channel and all the projects that we have. Uh, it really uh, means a lot to me. So once again, God bless you, and I wish you the best of weeks. So take care. Talk to you again. Bye-bye.